Welcome to Cafecito with Rosie on air, where you'll get to know local professionals, entrepreneurs, movers, and shakers, and how they're helping their community. Hear exclusive interviews from thriving individuals, get inspired, and learn from them. And now, your host, author, speaker, commissioner, Medicare broker, business owner, published author, and business trailblazer, Rosie Paulson. Welcome to Cafecito with Rosie on Air. This is our second week of May. We are staying in our quarterly meeting about persistence. Persistence is to stay consistent on what you want the tools to be to be, to be able to accomplish what you're looking for. This uh, month of May, we are also focusing on don't go back. Once you make the decision, don't go back. Just go ahead and move forward. And today, I have a really good friend of mine. By the way, I am Rosie Paulson, and I'm the host of the show Cafecito with Rosie on Air, where I feature local business owners, who they are, what they do, and how they help the community. Today, my friend, Courtney Morgan. Um, Courtney has earned her BS degree at the Sacramento State University in Human Resources. In 2006, uh, Courtney moved a decade of experience in the human resources field with past employment in the hospitality industry. Morgan expertise helps guide and counsel DACO clients with their employee and operations for the past 15 years. Um, Courtney spearheaded the operation at DACO. She has initiated training and meetings for a variety of companies and company owners and managers throughout the country, including training seminars to guide upper management on how to legally and confidentially stop drug abuse and alcohol misuse. Welcome, Courtney. How are you today? Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, Rosie, for having me on your podcast. This is such an honor to be here. Um, yeah, like it's such an honor to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Awesome. And then I heard you in California this morning. So more power to you. And uh, I know you travel all over the place uh, because like uh, most of us, you also are multifaceted individuals. So there's other things that you are that they're part of your life that don't necessarily always have to do with your business, but that you have a way to impact the community on a bigger level. Um, so at this time, the opportunity that I, I want to give you is to tell us who you are as the person. Are you married? Do you have children? How long have you lived in the United States? Are you from another country originally? Just tell us about who Courtney Morgan is, the person. Oh, oh my gosh. So... Courtney Morgan. Um, there's so many ways that I can address this. Um, I would say that if I was to give you my family dynamic, so I, I have been married to this amazing human for, we're almost like now 18 years together and he is in the army. So I guess I would be considered an army wife. Um, I have four beautiful children, all, um, each and every one of them is very, very different. So it's been really amazing navigating through motherhood with each and every one of them. Um, I'm also an entrepreneur and run two businesses and I love 
building leaders. I love breathing belief into people. And I just really love rainbows and unicorns because life is too short. And I believe that we should all have fun and just enjoy what God gave us. And so I guess in a nutshell, that would be, I guess, me. Like, I, I yeah. Good, um, good, good, good. And if you can tell a mom or a dad that they're raising children, um, what is that one tip that you would give to them? as a solopreneur, as an entrepreneur, and, you know, a person that sometimes is not always there for your children um, because of your job demands. But what would you tell those people? So I would say that um, there's a, a phase in everybody's career that there's, so for me being female, I would say there's mommy guilt. Mm -hmm. And I used to always say that if I was the opposite sex, I would not have this type of judgment. Um, there wouldn't be people looking at me or frowning down on me about leaving, leaving home. I've been now almost gone. Um, I actually miss my babies quite a bit. We've, I've been, we just came back from Hawaii doing a conference there. I mean, California doing a conference here and my kids are really being affected. And it's been really hard for me because He's saying, my baby's saying, mom, like, are you going to be here for my birthday? And so the advice I would give to everybody out there is that it's just temporary and to set your priorities. If you have the availability or the flexibility to not miss your kids' events or big mm -hmm. events, that would be great. However, I am a military wife and my husband has missed a lot of events. And so I always tell my kids that as long as you have one of us there, then you're, then you're good. And yeah. that like, my biggest thing is that you have to forgive yourself that you're not going to be at every single thing. Like mm -hmm. last night, for example, my daughter, my daughter is, was awarded the highest achievement she possibly could in ROTC. It's the most prestigious award. Um, she also got the award, Rosie. I don't know. I, I mean, you know, my daughter, she's considered a genius and she wrote this essay during COVID about the impacts of um, like what it was like going through COVID. Mm -hmm. And she went to, <laughs> they took her essay and it was, she's a freshman in high school and it got elevated to the next battalion. And then last night she was awarded number one in the state of Florida mm -hmm. and across the country, her essay was number four. Oh, wow. Which is a huge thing. And I was, it's, here's the thing is I wasn't there. However, I had a family member there to support her and to send me pictures and videos. And even though I do have massive mommy guilt, my husband's not even there. He's in the army. It's all about having a good balance and having a good support system. And um, so, yeah, I would just say don't have mommy guilt. Be at the events that you possibly can be and try to, if you have the availability to um, be flexible around their schedule because they're only little for a short period and it, then they leave. Yeah, exactly. It's just temporary. And that's, that's again, uh, the most important thing. Put your priorities straight. Stick to those things that are important. And then learn your kids' love language so you can understand how you can make them feel that even though my, you, sometimes you might not be there, that they're still the most important thing in their lives. So thank you, Courtney, for those tips. Um, so tell me about uh, your family business. I believe uh, because you and I go to 
uh, uh, Jim Moran Institute mm -hmm. together, which if you guys are not aware of that, just uh, Google Jim Moran Institute. Uh, they have different uh, locations. Um, but I know part of your, um, part, one part of your multifaceted career is that you do work on a family business. So tell me mm -hmm. a little bit about that. So our family business, um, we are across the country. We do, we are third-party administrators for drug and alcohol compliance. And mm -hmm. so what that means is it's kind of a mouthful if people don't understand TPAs. But so like to, like yesterday I went and I audited a, I audited two collection facilities to make sure that they are in DOT compliance. Mm -hmm. um, that's just one facet of what we do. So we just, we make sure that cities, counties, special districts, um, drug-free workplace, DOT realm, everybody is enrolled in a program if they're federally mandated, um, and we make sure that they're in compliance. Good. So how did you end up with this, or how did your family end up with this business? <laughs> so I come from a long line of entrepreneurs, and I think that was also something, too, when you had said, like, give one tip is, I always say this phrase, monkey see, monkey do. Uh -huh. um, so my dad retired when he was 40, a multimillionaire, and got he, we, he moved us from Los Angeles to Southern California to Northern California, and he got his 10 acres, and he built his huge, ginormous house and white picket fence, and then he got super bored. So like right around my age, so in my 40s, he got so bored, and he started figuring out what the next business could be, and he always gave me the advice that you want to make money even when you're sleeping. And, um, that always is like, that always has like stuck with me because every company that my dad has created and sold. And even now is when we were sleep, when we were sleeping, we were also making money, um, and that it wasn't going to go away. So when the regulation, it, I feel like it's timing. So he was looking for something and then the regulation was just starting to come. Um, in 1995. And so he started the company in 1994 and just kind of, it just kind of went from there. So he's really, he's really the, um, the innovator. He's really the, the big thinker. I'm, I happen to just be blessed to be monkey see monkey do be around both my parents that are entrepreneurs mm -hmm. to be able to see what hustle looks like and grit and determination and, you know, there's a difference between an entrepreneur and an employee or a worker. The entrepreneur, <laughs> entrepreneurs that, that they don't clock in and clock out. It's something that they do because they love what they're doing. And I always explain this, like, I love what I'm doing and I never know what the heck day it is. <laughs> Every, like, I love what I do. So it's not a job. It's just part of who I am. That's awesome. That's awesome. So tell me about if um you know being a mom, being a, a woman um sometimes there is challenges that we have to face being kind of like the the uh only female in the room sometimes so hmm. sometimes being the only person that um you know in an environment of of gentlemen uh, how have you been able to overcome that um and still be true to yourself true to who you are even though sometimes people want to put you in these boxes because of gender. Okay, so this is so awesome because I just had um, a conversation with a colleague of mine about if I had a dick, it, my life would be a lot easier. And 
I, it's really sad because it is a man's world. And I've always been, I've always been in industries where they were male dominated. So from a very young age in college, I got to get the male perspective on what that looks like. And so I think being female, it's very good to know the opposite sex and their, um, the way that they think so that the, uh, it's the best, the best way I could explain it is it's, it's not as hard for me because I just think like a dude. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like yeah. I just think like a dude. And then when I, when I get to that position, then it's like, look, here I am. I'm a female and I did this. And then I can inspire other people to execute and elevate themselves into the best versions of themselves. And yeah. I don't know. It's like, once you get the recipe, like all, I feel like all men are the same. Um, there's, they're single-minded, they're, they're focused, mm -hmm. but I mean, there's a reason why men can't have babies. Like women can multitask and men, they, they're task orientated. Like it's just, there's a reason why God created male and female. Oh, and I think that, um, I've always, I've always believed that I could do anything a man could do. And mm -hmm. I raised my children that way. And I breathe belief. I was just at a women's um, fundraiser in Hawaii and there were all of these amazing women moguls that have been in the same boat rosie you and i have been in where they have been overlooked they have been looked down on i mean i remember first in my industry when i would facilitate trainings i would have to give my credentials mm -hmm. to all of these ceos about you know hey you know i have my bachelor's degree i'm a mom before i had to give them my whole bio before that they would even begin to think about listening to the material I had to offer, even though it was federal regulation. And even though I was an expert, I had to get on their level so that they could get the material that was needed. Yeah. Um, versus if I was just a man, they would just listen, right? <laughs> like, so I think we've come a long way I, from my mom teaching me to be a feminist and me teaching my kids to think and be their own humans. Um, right. I think we're coming a long way, but I think we all need to stay together. I mean, yeah. what I love about you is like, we can support each other and kind of be in the, like running the same lane with each other, which is cool. Yes. Yes. And I believe um, it depends on the people that you surround yourself because there is, um, there is unfortunately in our gender that those, those cattiness, although believe it or not, it's not really gender related to now I've have, I've, I've come across gentlemen that they're, Oh my God, worse than women. <laughs> Right. And I tend to get along more with gentlemen also because growing up as a tomboy, it, it was easier. Guys have like one one uh, one mind, right? They're not multitask, so it's easy to figure out what they want to do. A woman is a little bit more difficult. But um I also think too that women also I feel like Rosie, that women, um, if you're not authentic or genuine, there's a lot of judgment with women because of mm -hmm. the way that mm -hmm. women have been, um, uh, what's the best way of saying it? They're like, they're. <laughs> well, I believe women have come a long way to learn to be authentic and to be true yes. to who they are. But at the same time, you are healthy enough that you can support other women for just who they are also. And then not feel threatened, not feel that, that they are uh, stepping on your realm because we, we all shine we all have our own way of shining and like i always tell my people people in my show and my listeners you were created with a purpose that only you can fulfill if we can own that 
nothing else matter because you will go into this through this temporary life knowing that you were created for something special and you were created just for that um and once you find a purpose that's what gives you the the persistent to continue to do it in this temporary life and be happy about it because the problem is people find a mediocre happiness and call it life and they're just surviving they're not thriving and living but i think you and i have found that way to be so honestly brutally loving ourselves so much that hey if you like me fine if you don't like me that's fine too i'm here for a purpose it's i'm gonna make an impact on my community and if you don't like it fine uh if if you if you uh, like it stay that stay put if not get out of the way <laughs> and it's okay yeah. i love you god bless you but you know i don't have time for this i gotta i gotta go to i got a goal to go to and achieve <laughs> well and i also think that surviving and thriving is is so important because there is surviving, meaning you're going through the, the grunt. But I also, you know, it is with women. I also have found that the way that the reason why I am the way that I am is because I've had a lot of great mentors mm -hmm. and maybe living in mediocrity was the realm that I lived in for a couple of years until I found greatness. And so I think everybody's journey is different. And then when they have like the light bulb go on or they see this really powerful woman like Rosie giving this podcast and inspirational, then they say, well, if she could do it, I could do it. And then that's when the mentorship happens. And um, whether it's mentorship, I used to say like the biggest, the, you're the average of the five people that you hang out with, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My kids are the average of the five people you kick it with. Like, so for me, I didn't have like a very good core group. So I had to let them exit my life. Uh -huh. And I found that um, my core group ended up being books and podcasts and things that um, gave me great value to myself. So then I could be the best version of myself. And so if some people say, I don't have five friends or, uh -huh. you know, they're not the, they're not the type that I want around me. I would encourage everybody to, um, I don't know, the first book that comes to mind is like Zig Ziglar or, mm -hmm. Um, I mean, even your book, Rosie, your book is really, really powerful too. You don't personally have to know them, but you could, you could take their wisdom and their experiences and you can learn from them. And yeah. that's, that's where the, that is where if you are, if anything, cause I have people of all walks of life. I have multimillionaires in my life, billionaires in my life that have PhDs down to 10th grade education. And one of the things I found in common with them is that they are part of the five o'clock club mm -hmm. and that they do reading. They read, mm -hmm. they read. And if you're not a reader, my boys are dyslexic. And so um, I have geniuses and I have, and I have the other end. So all right. of my are unique and special. And then there's me who's like sees rainbows and unicorns. So right. what I have to do is adjust and adapt and figure out what that looks like for each one of my kids and for myself. And so I used to get really hard on myself when I couldn't grab a book and read for a half an hour. Right. Well, sometimes it's not opening up a book and reading it, but maybe it's listening to it and then going back and going over it, you know, again and hearing it at different times. And so if whatever type of learner you are, that's, this is where my HR background comes in. Your kinesthetic, your visual, your auditory, whatever your learning style is, go with it. 
Right. My dad is very um, visual and I'm very auditory. And so I always thought there was something wrong with me growing up because he would be able, he would look down at something. Well, he's dyslexic and I have ADHD. Okay. So back then, I mean, it's again, knowing, knowing your, like your children, like all of my children have different love languages okay. in order for them to feel loved and nurtured and feel good and confident in themselves. It's us as mothers to adjust and adapt, even with our employees right. or, or the people that we're around. You know, it's everybody is different and unique and God created them exactly the way that they are. And, you know, not going back, like you were saying before, like, don't go back. I can't go back into how I raised my oldest and how I feel like I screwed up, mm -hmm. but I can move forward and I can learn from it. And these are like, when you have books and stuff, you can look at those authors and you can say, oh my gosh, they're saying it right here. Like, why wouldn't I, like, what would cause me not to follow right. what would cause me not to follow when they're giving me such a gift of knowledge. And so those are the two things I found in common with all of uh, everybody that I have talked to everybody that I've sat down and I've had coffee with or drinks with everybody. Every question is they're part of the five o'clock club and they, and they read or right. listen. Right. And a tool that I have found is the audible. So when I have to drive places, I, I listen to my audible and I tell people in my book also that the biggest commodity of your business is yours, you. So whatever you invest on yourself, and this is something that my grandmother told me, um, and it's shared in my book. She said, Rosie, whatever you have traveled, whatever you have seen, whatever you have eaten, whatever you have experienced, nobody can rob you from that because that will always be yours. And uh, they can take everything away from you, but your experiences, they never can take that. So Courtney, this has been an amazing, amazing, amazing time. So how can people find you, uh, Courtney? Okay, so they can find me. I'm gonna give you guys my cell phone number. Mm -hmm. um, text me, call me if you need any support. Uh, my cell phone number is area code 916-521. 0303 or there's um our website at www.coservices.com so it's like drug alcohol testing company d-a-t-c-o awesome and you are located in pasco county i believe but you service all the state of florida yeah, yeah so we're based out of california and oh. but i I'm on the east, we're across the country. So we have remote locations anywhere. I'm on the East Coast and then my dad is on the, my dad and sister are on the West Coast and then we have employees throughout the country. So we well, are country, yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Corny. And my friends, you can find information about Corny and all her company in the descriptions of the show. But as we come to a close to this uh to this podcast episode, I want to share this quote from my book. When you become a leader in your community, or when you are aiming to become a leader, try to remember that people are more attractive to positive person, to a positive person than a negative one. Part of your persistent journey is to find who you are. Um, be true to yourself, be authentic, be honest, and be vulnerable. A lot of these things you can share in your social media journey, 
but you have to be authentic because if people follow you and they get to know you personally and you are not the same person that you portray to be in social media, that is going to be a deception. And there will, we only have a 30 second to make that, uh, we have only six seconds to make that connection with the person where they either like you or not, or they decide to do business with you or not. So my friends, try if my friends find your purpose is stick to your why and stay pure stay positive and stay inspired this is rosie folson ciao you just enjoyed another episode of cafecito with rosie on air if you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe and visit www.rosiepaulson.com to learn more about rosie paulson enterprises stay pure stay positive stay inspired